And what is up, everyone? I am Joe DeHoyos. I'm host of Beyond the Woodline. Um, before we get started, I would like to give my little my little Bigfoot club speech. Uh, for those of you who don't know, I am the executive director of the uh, of the JRG, which stands for the Germany Research Group. They're a Bigfoot research organization, basically. Uh, we have teams in Tennessee, Ohio, Michigan, uh, Florida, New York State, uh, Maryland, California, uh, Oklahoma. And I know I'm missing a couple other places. And of course, you know, here in Texas. So if you guys are interested in joining and helping out with the team, uh, man, hit me up, let me know. And uh, I'd be happy to have you guys, you know, join our team. And you don't have to uh, get out into the field if you can't. You know, we understand not everyone can do it. Not everybody wants to do it, right? And you don't have to go out there, you know, X amount of times a year or whatever. You know, you go out there when you can. Um, all we ask is that when you do that, you know, you, uh, you know, you share your data, your information, pictures, whatever you guys get. Um, and if you're someone who doesn't want to go out into the field, you can uh, help us from behind your laptop, behind your cell phone, find witnesses for us, find locations for us. You can even find a history of a place for us, really. You know, that'll help us out a lot. If you have suggestions about research techniques, man, send it to us. Let us know. You know, we're willing to try to spot anything out, right? And with all that being said, tonight I have with me uh, Mr. Bobby, Bobby Dizzle. How you doing, Bobby? What's up? Good. I'm glad to be on. Yeah, man. Dude, thanks a lot for, for, for doing the show. I know we've been in contact for a little bit. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad we are able to finally get together and, and make this happen. Um, when I realized it was today, I got so fired up. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I said, oh, yeah. I said, my afternoon is set. I got something to do. What's up, Victor? Thanks for joining, Victor. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, so if you don't mind, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and uh, what got you started into this crazy field. And I'm going to have a, my sip of my caffeine. Oh, yeah. Everybody make sure you got your caffeine ready for the caffeinated cryptid. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I start just the podcast part of it. I wanted a podcast because I went to a film school down in Alabama. I wanted to have my own hunting show, but I didn't like the uh, the traditional whisper in the woods hunting show. Like, there he is, 100 yards. I didn't like those shows, but I wanted to have my own variety of it. And decades go by. You know, I'm working in IT, as one does when they graduate college in communications. <laughs> and uh i saw cam haynes on joe rogan one day talking about deer hunting and elk hunting on podcasts and they also you know you know how rogan goes off the deep end too and so i was like that's it i want to be a podcaster so i started just whiteboarding it from then didn't know really how to do it i had everybody on stand-up comedians local uh select local musicians a couple of war veterans just anybody with a story quote unquote but then i started getting more and more Bigfoot people and ghost people. And then it became all those people because nobody else would respond. So kind of the universe is like, okay, you're doing this. You're going to be a Bigfoot guy. And I have no problem with it. I quickly discovered it was my favorite podcasting subject. So it wasn't really hard. wasn't really a hard transition to make to go from the Bobby Dizzle podcast from the logo you see behind me to the caffeinated cryptid with Bobby Dizzle. Now, shifting gears over to my fascination with Bigfoot, that comes from the, from since I was little, I've always loved paranormal stuff and science stuff and dinosaur stuff but there was a book series in i don't know how old you are i don't want to assume you've got a 27 year old kid so safe to say you may be older than me i'm turning 40 next next month yeah i mean i'll be 52 this year so yeah <laughs> okay that works um but they used to have these little it was real thin paper book it was like a book fair but you mail ordered it 
mm-hmm. and you get them. And they had these, uh, uh, it was a book of three. It wasn't the scariest stories you've ever told, uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. It was the scariest stories you've ever heard. It's like a knockoff version. Right. It had all the famous ghost stories. It had the hook on the car. It had the, uh, it's the calls coming from inside the house story, the babysitter. And it included like two or three crypt, it included Sasquatch. It had a Sasquatch. And I remember getting so obsessed with that Sasquatch story. It like stuck with me. I go in the woods. One time we ran into a herd of deer. Me and my grandmother taking a walk, ran into a herd of deer. And we thought it was a Bigfoot. It turned out to be a hundred deer coming down a mountain, <laughs> which was crazy in itself. Cause that was wild. Cause you, I heard, we heard them for 15 minutes. You know what it was just the woods just exploding right. somewhere up the hills in the Appalachians, which are creepy enough, but and then, you know, I, I've always liked the subject matter and off and on and you'd hear news stories. You'd always watch them. You'd see the blobs watches like, what is that? And I had a, had a friend in college tell me he knew somebody who saw Bigfoot and I became obsessed with it again. It kind of just turns out that guy was on crystal meth. So it's not, but <laughs> I tried to, get, I tried to, uh, years later, I found him trying to get him on my show now. I'm like, Hey, let's get, will you come on my show and do and talk, tell me about the preacher you saw that saw Bigfoot and Mentone. Alabama up on Lookout Mountain. He goes, "Oh, it turns out that guy was on drugs." I'm like, "Huh? That somehow checks out." Yeah, but the damage was already done, and I've, I just love hearing the stories about him. Right. And I've always, and until like last October, I was kind of like, you know, that probably doesn't exist, and it's probably it's a real fun subject for me. And then I started talking to people, these old guys up in the woods that seen them, mm-hmm. had them on their land, and experienced them, and talked to them, and gifted them. I'm like, holy crap, this stuff's real. And so it, it ramped up like I had some kind of addiction. So, and here we go. Yeah. You know what? And you're absolutely right, man. It, it, it is an addiction. If you see me looking down, I'm, I'm, I'm taking notes as you're talking. So don't think I'm. Oh, it's okay. I, t- I too have notes. Okay. Good. If, if you don't, um, you're not doing it right. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I do it while I'm talking to you, right? you know, when you say something, but anyway, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, I, I, I totally understand that addiction part because I do the same thing and I still do it to this day. Like I could be at work and I'll think of, you know, black eyed kids. Right. And man, <laughs> I'll get on YouTube and I'm watching every video, you know, I'm searching Reddit. I'm looking on TikTok, on, you know, and I call it Richard Dreyfusing. That's what I call it. Oh yeah. And if you've seen the close encounters, uh, yes, this you know, is important. Dreyfus, where, where, where Richard Dreyfus is always trying to build that mountain. What was it? Devil's <laughs> mountain? Devil's peak? Devil's, peak, Devil's tower. Yeah. yeah. And he gets like really, you know, obsessed with it, and he starts doing it. So that's what I call it. I call it you know, oh, my, yeah. my Richard Dreyfus moment. And uh, yeah, and I'll do that with paranormal stuff and mm-hmm. you know, uh, past lives. I, I man, I'll dive into that, you know, for like days at a time. Just listen to everything. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I and I totally get that. And uh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned those books because when I was growing up, you know, what. 12 years older than you are, I guess, roughly. Uh, yeah. There was only like two books in the library that that dealt with all this, you know, like in the school library anyway, the elementary school library that dealt with this stuff. And I was always checking those books out, you know. Uh, I'd, I'd turn one in and grab the other one, turn that one back in, grab the other one, you know, just uh, I had to think I had those books memorized. But uh, yeah, when I got old enough to cut grass and to earn my own money, with that money that I that I did, you know, that I earned, I had my parents take me to the bookstore, which at the time was Walden Books, and mm-hmm. uh, I would I just seen one there. of those in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Walden Books. Yeah, and uh, 
I would go and uh, I'd try to find any book that I could because even as a bookstore, they were limited on what they had. And I remember buying a book and it had like not just paranormal and cryptids and uh, UFO alien stuff, but it also had like that uh, uh, spontaneous human combustion in it, you know. And uh, yeah, so well, it, was this the Time Life series that had all the different stuff in there? I don't know if it was a Time Life series, but it was a, I don't want to say it's a thick book, but it was like a, it, it, it was a thicker book, you know, maybe quarter inch, you know, maybe half inch thick. Um, but it was a hardcover book, you know, and it was, it was just a cool book. And man, I used to love that thing. I wish I could find one again. There was a Time Life series. You know what I'm talking about when I say Time Life mail order right. off right the info, there. but they, they were, they're, you know, a half inch thick, and there's like a book, about six of them. They're about psychics and out of body experiences, right? And ghosts. And it turns out more people order those than I thought because my grandparents ordered them. Oh, really? And, and every once in a while, I run into somebody like, like we had those too. I'm like, holy shit, who bought those right. things? They're cre- I'd read them during the day, and it'd scare me. I had to have an out of body experience. Oh yeah. Here I'm, 11 years old, trying to meditate myself into shaking. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was fun being a kid, man. You'd always try to do something crazy. <laughs> I even remember books, man. Uh, going to my grandpa's land. He had a he had a big piece of property, and uh, he he grew like all kinds of herbs and vegetables, and uh, he had all kinds of like fig trees and stuff like that on his property. So I would go around, and I had this little Folgers can, and I would just like collect herbs or fruits and throw them in there. And mm-hmm. I would burn them because I thought that was witchcraft, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was it, it was it was fun. You're burning sage. You're doing crystal work in the middle of the woods. Yeah, man. I yeah, I didn't even know what the hell I was doing. Ain't no telling what I conjured up over there. But uh, you know, but my I, I still have family that you know that that live over there, so it, it's pretty cool. And actually, I asked my cousin one time if she had ever seen anything, but she said no. But one of your, one of her sons had seen my grandpa, you know. And of course, after he passed away. Oh, I was like, wow, really? Yeah. yeah. I saw it. The amount of people I've had on the scene, their own relatives, freaks me out. I'm like, how do you even go to work? Right. Like, how the amount of people that see Bigfoot and aliens, like, how are you even functioning right now? Yeah. If you so, if you know that shit's real. Really? So, have have you had any experiences with with, with anything, whether it's cryptids, UFOs, paranormal stuff? Have you had any experiences or anything you can't explain? Honestly, no. And that's what's funny to me because I think that I'm too technical. I think I have too many cameras. Mm. And I think they don't trust me. And I always try to keep a good intentions before I do anything. I even went to a haunted house last weekend. Okay. It's a haunted warehouse. And I did, when I was in there, I did have a, I could, I could tell I had a temperature change in my body real quick. Just that the cold chills mm-hmm. felt like some, you know, somebody walked over your grave real quick. Yeah. And but other than that, there's nothing happened in there. Um, I do have. I can't say I'm zero percent uh, not paranormal. Ex- not paranormal experience because I do have run-ins with angel numbers a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I'll start seeing the same one, right. the same number, like real, like in a big group, within a couple of hours, and something will happen in regards to those. So. I think as far as my sensitivity, that's about it. That's about it. But I haven't tried anything really to have any experience other than cheesy inner city ghost tours. But the one I did last week was an actual ghost thing. Okay. Like it wasn't. It was me and the guy that ran the investigation. Oh, nice. and it was it was in the afternoon, but it was in the middle of a badass storm. Like I said, oh. it's been storming. It was like end of time hail. 
and I put it on my my um it's on my YouTube channel. It's called the Bedlam, the Haunting of Bedlam, over on BobbyDizzle.com. And uh, yeah, he walked me through there, and some of the rooms you could feel a heaviness in it. Like you could just you could feel a heaviness in the room. You're like, man, this is this is uh, it's something just a something slightly off. And in one of the rooms, I walked in, immediate headache right here. Right. And, and it went away as soon as we left. I don't know what it means, but he said people get those things in his in there sometimes. Hmm. Might be asbestos. I'm not real sure. <laughs> I was I, I was the type of person like I like to go down and write down like all the all the things that may be a thing and go back yeah. in, see what might be it. Yeah. The headache thing was real quick in one room and it went away. That was that was a significant to me that that wasn't just flash in the pan. That was actually a factor. Right. Natural, natural or not. It was quick and it was right here. And as soon as they left that room, it ended. Maybe it was your it's third like, eye trying to open up. It was almost like a knob getting turned. Yeah. But as far as squatching, I've never been squatching um intentionally. I, <laughs> I may be I may have experienced all kinds of sasquatch because I used to be a big time deer hunter and never saw deer half the time. So maybe that means they were all around me. Maybe yeah. Maybe I attract Sasquatch and just okay. don't know it. Maybe that's why I sucked at deer hunting. You know, that's what I'm going to start telling people. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's a good reason to, yeah, to blame it on the light go out. What that was about. Yeah, we had about, I, I've had quite a bit of paranormal experience. Uh, so one thing that I'll say is that I think that once you open yourself up a lot more than more things are drawn to you. And I, I say that because like in 2017, um, I, I moved away from Houston just to get out of Houston and away from the situation I was in. And, uh, and it, it's a long story and I've told it before, but basically I think someone put a hex on me and uh, someone from a friend of mine from North Carolina or South Carolina, I remember where they lived at, at the time. They live in New York now, New York state. And that's where they were from originally. Um, but they had moved down to either North or South Carolina only for like less than a year before they moved back. That's why I don't remember. Um, but he called me up because, Hey man, Stacy's thinking about you. She's really worried about you. She's like in bed sick thinking about you. And, uh, you know, has this been going on with you? And I'm like, yeah, you know, so she, goes, well, she wants to talk to you. And man, she talked to me and she like, she nailed so much stuff on the head. Uh, cause she's, you know, she's a psychic mm -hmm. and, uh, this was the first I had ever known of that. And I had already known them for like at least five years. And they had never told me that she had these abilities. And he's like, yeah, man, she's uh, thinking about you. So he, she told me all kinds of stuff. So that's when I started like getting into like crystal work and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And once that I, I did that, I kind of really, really started to notice a lot of stuff around me and open, uh, feel a lot of stuff. And I think that opening myself up invited or yeah attracted a lot of things to me. That's what I'm worried about doing this show because I talk to a lot of people, not just cryptids. Right. And yeah, yeah, exactly. And I keep thinking I know I know most of it's in my head, but I keep thinking I'm gonna start seeing shadow figures in my in my house. I'm not, I'm not ready for that shit, man. Well, <laughs> Libby says I think some are born with a gift, some are born with a curse. Yeah. I, yeah, you know what? I, I think you're absolutely right with that, Libby. I I've known people who uh um, who seem to be like who, but like attracted bad things, mm -hmm. you know, and bad, bad, bad entities, I guess you could say, and it's affected their life. And, 
uh, they're convinced that it's something else other than, you know, there's something external rather than something internal. I kind of think that I'm uh, purposely not, maybe I'm really, maybe I'm really sensitive and just don't know it because I, I make, I <laughs> make a, denial. I make a conscious effort to not be alone in my thoughts ever. Right. And cause I've, I'm a, I was an only child. And so to be alone with my thoughts, like I hate it cause it's just rushing <sighs> only child. And I got ADHD. So all that my brain is always on fire. So God knows what's going on in there. Right. And I hate, I hate sleeping on the TV off in dead silence. Really? I, that's, I mean, I used to like camping a lot more than I do now. Like I, I'd rather drive, I'd rather hang out in the woods till I couldn't possibly be there than drive home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd okay. Just the, the quietness. I hate it. I mean, I, it's weird. Cause I, I'm like an outdoorsman. Like, but like if I can get away without being in my woods, out being in my head in the dark, I will do anything with, I'll do anything to get out of that and driving. Hell no. I'm not. Really? That's why I have so many podcasts. Because driving, I will okay. not be, not be alone right. with my thoughts. Well, yeah. Maybe maybe something's talking to me twenty four seven. For all I know, <laughs> yeah, they'll yeah. never get in. You're just receiver. You're a receiver. Yeah, <laughs> they'll have to break through Joe Rogan. Who's that? Uh, she says, "Just be accepting." I think of them daily. Yeah, I think them but I, but I feel lied to for not knowing of them. If I could, if I could just casually go, like I've gotten invited to so many hauntings and like have an experience where I'm touched or tugged. I thought I had something messing with the back of my hair last weekend. It was also 105 degrees and humid and raining. And so I think it might've been just my hair, uh, drying. What is with my new light? Are you serious? Some ghost, man. That energy. I just got this thing yesterday. Oh, really? It's going to be a thing. I want to throw it in the garbage. It came with a really fancy tripod, so whatever. I'll just go to Walmart and get a new one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've been to a couple of haunted locations, and I'm going to one in New York State in October. I'm going to the Hinsdale House where I'm going. Um, but yeah, I, man, I I love I love the woods. I love going out bigfooting, uh, you know, searching and checking stuff out. And uh, I was going to show you this picture. I, I don't know if we exchange pictures or not. Mm-hmm. This is something that I got in 2019. That's a, it's an eight-inch print. I found that in the Sammy Forest in the creek. And uh, I don't know how well you can see it. No, I can see it. One thing I've noticed with prints like that, even that are human size, because that's not a very big bottle. I mean, like, no, no, it's, they're it's, always it's flat. Yeah, they're always flat. It's not like a person. It looks like the Foot Clan logo from the Ninja Turtles. Right. It's always just and like a I don't person. know if you can if you can see like up here, like right above the toes, mm-hmm. it looks like there's like another mark. And I always thought maybe it was like another footstep. But a friend of mine, he told me, you know what? It looks like knuckles. And right where it came out of was a brushy area. So I was wondering, maybe it was on all fours and it stepped, it put his knuckles down there and then stood up and stepped right in the knuckle print. Yeah, I thought it might have been a weird toes. But I've heard a lot of people talk about how people think they have deformed toes and they have the weird the weird uh the toad that does that and it may just have been right. do, them yeah. doing the the all four thing because the crawling thing is getting more popular nowadays the, right. the theory yeah. anyway yeah so we actually saw um we actually found some prints and it looks straight up like 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 knuckle prints 
uh, we had went out to my friend Walter's uh, area, the one I told you about, where we found that mm-hmm. that twisted branch. Actually, I don't know why I even sent you pictures of that. But it's a twisted branch, the, the hog with his head tore off. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, we found multiple prints out there. Um, and uh, we found trees that were broken. And uh, uh, so, yeah, and we've heard some weird uh, growls out there. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, – I don't even remember where I was going with this, what we're going to talk about. But, yeah, that's uh, – uh, we we find a lot of good evidence out, out in that particular area. Yeah. So I'm back and forth on the tree bin thing. Sometimes I think that people use it to supplement their evidence, and sometimes I think they're legit. Right. That's probably with right. anything, though. That's probably with any collection. Yeah. Yeah. We found this um, this tree that was that you know that was twisted. It was maybe about twelve feet high, and. Um, you know, like the first thing people were like, well, maybe it was a, you know, like an 18 wheeler went by and hit it or something. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was the only tree that was hanging over the road that was busted like that, you know. And we, and so if it was an 18 wheeler, it would have broke every yeah. tree on the way in, yeah. you know. And then it, it couldn't have been like a windstorm because why only that one tree, right? And um, this was in another location. There was a so, privet hedge been over the trail I was on yesterday. Saturday, and I, and I casually said, "Man, yeah, probably a squatch." I'm like, "What did I just say?" Not even, th- not even thinking about it. No other reason why that should be that way, but whatever. <laughs> we found that buying in into East my own Texas. Thing. But uh, yeah, we um, the twi- yeah, I, tree I, was twisted off. No, that that tree was was snapped off. But oh. we found a quite a few trees. Uh, hey, uh, yeah, yeah, we have found tr- uh, uh, quite a few trees. Hey, Sandra, how you doing? What up, Sandra? Uh, that were like broken, and the top part was nowhere to be found. And and I'm talking about like maybe a tree, you know, four or five inches round, you know, and they were snapped off, but uh, the top part was nowhere to be found. And uh, so that's a you know. That's a good little area that we like going to. We like leaving our uh, our recorders out there and stuff like that. You know. Do you ever do you ever gift them the peanut butter? Or ra- I don't race do cards any kind or anything. No, I don't do any kind of gifting or leaving anything. Um, I'll do stuff like uh, leaving like the chem lights. You know, like those uh, mm-hmm. the ones you shake and you break and you you know they get you know they glow at night, right? Mm-hmm. We use those. We'll, we'll hang them up, but we don't like leave them out there. We'll take them with us when we leave. You know, uh, I, I'm I'm kind of up in the air with 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 gifting, just because I've heard so much other stuff as far as gifting and with different animals. I was the guy I had on last week, as a matter of fact, was telling me that uh, someone he knew put a trail cam out, and the guy went out there to go check the camera, and the camera was gone, and then it came back like maybe like the next day or a couple of days later the camera was back and the guy was like yeah you know they they took my camera and they brought it back well the guy went back and looked at his other cameras that he had in the area and he saw a coyote walking away with the camera and then a couple of days later or the next day you know the coyote bringing the camera back um, how did the coyote you know, get a hold of it i don't know the coyote got it and uh he took off with so i don't know if he, if he left it on the ground because i leave some of my cameras on the ground facing up 
you know, in, like in an angle, like leading up against a tree or something like that. So maybe that's what he did. Um, you know, I've heard people talk about, uh, you know, we come, we'll wake up in the morning, there'll be stuff on our porch or whatever. But, you know, man, raccoons, different birds will do that. Even possums, rats will do that, you know. So it's, it, I, I don't know exactly about what I'm, where I'm at with the gifting. I'm not saying they don't do it. And I'll actually go on record and say I believe that they will do it. But I don't know if, like, there's, you know, you, you can't say every single time it's them. You ever ran into the uh, the white fingerprints that kind of burn into the surfaces they touch? No. I had a I got a witness that's uh, up in Minnesota, and every time they touch something on his house, they leave white fingerprints. It's not mud. It's like this molecular paint, like a powder coat almost. And they did it to his trail cam, too. Like a handprint wrapped, oh, really? wrapped around it, and it's just white. And it's oh. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's I should hook you up with him. He's a real cool dude. He's got a lot of stuff going on up there. Like he's he's the guy I talked to that made me believe in him, like okay. whole, wholeheartedly, or at least one percent. Like it took me out of the, took me took me out of the. I don't believe anymore. Into huh? This hurts to think about. Camp, right. like could it be? Because he's not he's not lying. And stuff's happening. That's what right. That's yeah. what freaks you out. Right. And, and that's what I, and you know, and, and that's what I tell everyone too. I, I'll never tell uh, anyone that that's not what happened to them or that's not what they experienced. You know, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if, if someone tells me, Hey, this, this happened, or I saw this, you know, I'm not going to call them a liar, especially if, if I can look at them in the face and tell that they're not lying, you know, uh, you know, cause I've had a family members tell me some, some strange shit that they've seen in the woods. And, uh, and I know they wouldn't just lie to me just to lie to me, you know, I, I do wish that the, I don't know where you stand on it and it really doesn't matter. I just, it's just me. I do wish that the paranormal uh, hypothesis to them would be taken a little more seriously by the people who put the money into it because we're not finding bodies and we're not finding their Jane Goodall nesting grounds. So let's explore right. all the options. I mean, how do you, I mean, alien, if they're aliens are doing alien things, ghosts are doing ghost things, who knows they're not doing that thing. Well, you know, they have found nests um, when they did that. I think it was the Olympic project, I want to say. Yep, that was one of their big things. In Seattle? Yeah, that they found. Uh, yeah, I think I was out in, like, yeah, in, in Oregon and Pacific Northwest, right? Um, you know, they, they certainly found nesting areas out there. Um, we found areas that, that looked like something big had been laying down in it. Um, so I think they do nest. I just don't think they'll, they do it to the extent like gorillas will do it, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, there's no Jane Goodall like. Yeah, and and these things, you know, they're, you know, they're primates, so they're gonna be a lot smarter than anything else out in the woods. Oh, yeah. I mean, even, you know, even now knowing where like gorillas are, you know, when they want to go look for them, it takes them two weeks to go find them. You know, uh, the same with the mountain lions. You know, uh, they know where the mountain lions are at when they go go to tag them. You know, they might be out there for two weeks trying to tag it. You know, so. Mm -hmm. Or that you know, movie, animals are smart. That movie with Willem Dafoe with the Tasmanian tiger. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I've I've never seen it, but you know, I've I've heard of it. You it's know, very yeah, these animals are I don't know why it exists. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. I just I just I love I love the uh I love the paranormal paranormal aspect of the whole thing. Yeah. Be it uh yeah. I know it's I know what's out there. Right. Yeah, I think there's just different things out there, you know. Maybe there's uh, 
a non-terrestrial being mm-hmm. and and there is you know a terrestrial bigfoot sasquatch whatever you want to call it and um i think they just get lumped into the same category uh, i think speaking to as many witnesses you know as i have and hearing 99 percent of them talk about the flesh and blood aspect oh yeah they all say it's flesh and blood at one point yeah um and I've only talked to one personal person personally who told me that they don't think it's uh, a flesh and blood. They literally saw it, you know, disappear in front of their eyes, and they had, you know, several other people with them when it when it did it. So, I don't, you know, like I said, I, I just think there's different entities out there. Now, I've talked to like three people that saw it disappear. That's what's crazy. Really? And yeah. uh, one one said they saw. Forgive my light situation here. I don't know what's going on. This was brand new. <laughs> I got. I'm trying to make it do. But uh, one guy, Randy from Minnesota, said he saw a door open. In the he was with someone else too that saw the same thing saw a square portal in the woods open like uh had northern lights coming out of it and two and two orbs came out of this portal and then he heard crunching and it they turned into bigfoot that went to his gifting area picked up some stuff walked back toward it turned back into orbs got back into the uh elevator and left or the elevator door and left hmm. so it's yeah that's and the the people that told me that like they're not like quacks or anything. I mean, it's right. that's that freaks me out. <laughs> like, like, dude, you aren't lying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You see stuff like that. You know, I don't, I don't really don't know what to make of it. Yeah. You know, uh, and it's, it's like you said, it's not that uh, that I, I, I honestly believe that they saw something. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that they saw what they saw for sure. I'm not see and, and something like that. I wouldn't say. Well, what you probably saw was this. Actually, you know, swamp gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I wouldn't do that because, like, you know, because there is a group of people that that you could probably sit down and talk about. Well, you know, I saw something behind a tree, and I think it was a Bigfoot. You know, and they didn't get a good look at it. Then you could probably go and say, well, you probably saw a deer, you probably saw a bear, you probably saw an elk. If you didn't get a good look at it, you know. You know who the she's somebody said something like that. Mm -hmm. Almost say something like that, you know, or like I said, people that have told me that they saw it disappear right in front of their eyes. That's you know, you can't just call them a liar especially when there's like multiple people that saw it i've heard more than one um, person say they saw a cloaking and just the outline coming toward them like a predator well i've i've heard that too i just don't know if they cloak you know like i said it just might be just like a different entity i, I think yeah. that you know that's that, a that that's a whole other subject matter too if it's something else doing that right, that's yeah, just exactly. as interesting I, I, right and i and that's what i think i think there's there, there are different things. So like now when I go out, I'll start to incorporate more of the paranormal equipment when I go out, not just the recorders and the trail cams. And, you know, uh, uh, we, we already talked about, you know, taking out the EMF detectors and even doing like, uh, you know, like those, uh, you know, they have those cat balls or yeah. what have you set them out okay, there. Cause well. I do think there's a lot of paranormal stuff that goes on in the forest than what people think. And I think that a lot of the paranormal stuff gets lumped in with Bigfoot. You know, uh, I've had friends of mine who were out; they had their digital recorder with them, and uh, he he heard something in his ear go, Psst, you know, and his recorder picked it up too. And then uh, my other friend Kimbo, he had his recorder out, and there's a voice on it. It just says nobody, and that's all it says: it's nobody. So that was kind of a strange one. And uh, so I think there's a lot of paranormal stuff that goes on out there. My my kind of field guide to how it all works is watching Skinwalker Ranch. 
Right. Because I think that is a a loose, even though it is Hollywood, it is a loose uh, kind of a rule of thumb on all the stuff that can and will happen when it comes to stuff like this. And right. and the guy that's try that's uh, leading the whole thing, Travis Taylor, he is legit. He's from right here. Oh yeah, he's legit. He's from right here in yeah. Huntsville too. He's from just down the road. Yeah. Yeah, he's a true rocket scientist. What he is, mm-hmm. yeah. and so like I kind of put a lot of stock into it because he yeah. he's like a, he's like a, a quasi neighbor to me from where I live now, yeah. and I can some of the stuff he says when he comes on local radio shows, like he wouldn't come on there and say that, being who he is, knowing what he knows, if it was just Hollywood Zach Bagan stuff, right. He says stuff like yeah, dog I, man playing poker and things like you don't just don't say that. No one used to say <laughs> that five years ago. No one would say that. Right. And like, so like here in Texas, like uh, between like Austin and San Antonio, it's called the hill country because it's mm-hmm. very, very hilly. Um, that's like dog man territory, you know, and uh, no one ever seems to like be able to track these things down or, or find them. But there is a church. I don't know where it's at, but I, I've heard it on a couple of different podcasts. But there is a church where people say that they've seen this thing come out of the ground. Well, several of them come out of the ground from this well. Yeah, and uh, that would make I'd sense. I'd love to find that. Yeah, I would love to find that that church. I mean, it could just be the portals in the well where nobody can see it. Yeah, but there's aquifers that run all mm-hmm. through that 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 whole area. So if they're dried up, anything can move around down there. Yeah, the the cave, the cave system thing is a big factor, I think. I don't know how or why. But I think it's easy for them to move around, and there's so many caves that are undiscovered still. As a matter of fact, like maybe a year or two ago, they uh, a guy in, in outside of San Antonio uh, was digging around, and he found a, a huge cave system under his property. You know? And so, like, the caves in that area, they're called... Uh, dry caves there were formed by like earthquakes and such you know they weren't formed by water um so there's a there's a i guess they're more cavernous than they are true caves but uh, they're still caves and um so there's still a lot of stuff that's that that's un that's unknown and that's uncharted as far as the caves go i bet the unknown cave thing is astonishingly i bet i bet what we don't know about the cave would just floor us as a species yeah it's got it's, i bet there's a cave the size of this country somewhere down there just yeah why wouldn't there be plenty of room yeah. right and uh, you know millions and millions of years to cool down and you know bubbles air pockets form <laughs> so yeah there's probably all kinds of cases we just don't know about and uh i think these creatures in there found them on their own or discovered them on their own and they know how to navigate them and move around and one of my favorite wow. one of my favorite hypotheses on the whole uh, great ape thing is from Robbie Rains from over at DAX Machina. May know who he is, DA Roberts and that bunch. Right. Good fellas. I'd, I'd get I'd get in touch with him if I were you. And uh he thinks that the tree knocking is a form of echolocation. Maybe not maybe, yeah. maybe they can do it with right. their head instead of like a like a whale. Right. Instead yeah. of using a stick. Yeah. I've got some tree knocks that I've recorded. And these things sound like they're taking batting practice out yeah. in the woods. Sounds like a and they came from home run. Yeah, and they came from different. Yeah, yeah, and they came from different locations. And I had one uh, a few years ago, and I wonder if Will still has that one because he's a, he he sent it to me. And this thing sounded like a damn rifle going off. It was that loud. 
Um, so I do think that they do the tree knocking, but I also do think they do the, I don't know, the tongue popping or whatever. Mm -hmm. Cause I've got what sounds like a rock clack. And my friend Armando told me, he goes, dude, he goes, the more I listen to that, the more it sounds like a tongue pop, you know? And, uh, uh, yeah. So like now that I listen to it all the time too, it does sound more like a tongue pop and it does like rock clacking. They're, uh, they're real big on the, uh, the great ape thing, which I'm, I'm cool with cause that's a more practical way to go with it. I don't, to the, to them, they have to be practical cause they're kind of on the science side, the, uh, law enforcement side, but I'm, I can go any direction. So I don't have like limitations. I got no, integ right. I got well, no integrity. Right. <laughs> I, just, I can go anywhere. You know, I, I don't, well, see, so like for the longest time, I was only on the flesh and blood side and that was all. It was like anybody else talked, you know, portal jumping or cloaking <laughs> or disappearing. I, I was like, man, you guys are crazy. I'm not going to, you know, even, even entertain that. But now I do, you know, over the last few years, uh, I'll, I'll talk to them and I'll, uh, I might not 100% believe in that, but I'll listen to it a lot more now and I'll, I'll definitely give it the attention it deserves, you know? And like I said, I, I don't, uh, discount anyone's ex experience or encounters, you know? I think it's getting more popular now that the, uh, the whole Navajo thing is starting to be mainstream and the hairy man yeah. and the, the Wendigo and all that mess. Right. I think it's getting more. Yeah. I think I think the whole paranormal thing is getting more popular now. Plus, everybody's got a story. Ten years ago, no one had a story. Right. Yeah. Well, they did. They just didn't tell it. Yeah. You yeah. didn't hear anything. Yeah. You had the most extreme crap in the world ten years ago. Nowadays, everybody you run into. Oh yeah, my mom used to see a little puck wedgie in our back bedroom. I'm like what the? Fuck? Okay. Little porcupine thing. Yeah. About three years ago, my sister called me up and she's like, "Hey." Uh, did you see Becky's post? Becky is a, uh, was a girl that we grew up with. Uh, we've known her since we were we were kids, really. Her and her brother mm -hmm. and her mom and her dad. And she's like, uh, look at Becky's post. And I said, okay. So I went to Facebook. I checked it out. And she was on there saying, you know, my mom had this stroke. She hasn't been able to really talk. And when she talks, we can't understand her. But she was watching, you know, the Bigfoot show on TV last night. And he goes, and she was just going off about the Bigfoot that she used to see when she was growing up. So I called Becky up. I was like, hey, what's going on? You know, what you know, what do you know about your mom? You know, and she's like, my mom never talked about this to us, you know, and uh, after we were, we were watching the show and she started talking and as best she, as she could about the Bigfoot she used to see when she was growing up that would come up to the house. And I said, no shit, huh? She goes, yeah. And I said, where did she grow up at? And, uh, she goes, oh, she grew up in the Falk. Oh. Yeah. And right. I was like, what? Goes, said, oh, my God. Right said, in downtown Bigfootville. Yeah. And uh, that's what she said. She said that the, that they used to call it the the Boggy Creek Monster is what they, she said they used to call it. And I told and I, I told Becky everything about Boggy Creek and Falk. And she's like, I didn't even know any of that existed or that was a real thing. And I'm like, yeah, I said, it's a big deal, you know, in the Bigfoot world. And uh I told her, I said, when your mom has a good day and she's able to talk, you know, talk to her a little bit, see what see what you can get out of her. But she wind up passing away shortly after that. She had a, another stroke, so she was never able to talk to her about it. But yeah, just I thought that was a really interesting story, you know, and kind of validation, you know, mm -hmm. you know, you know, Becky wasn't making this up for sure, and you know, her mom just didn't talk about it for all these for all the years that she knew her mom, you know. Uh, 
So I, I like hearing stories about stuff like that, you know. I love the Native American ones. The ones that won't really uh don't really want to talk about it. Like, yeah, we they come to the camp all the time. Well, you know, uh that's one of the things that kind of gets on my nerves is that people will talk about these creatures and the Native Americans as if they were all got along and it was hunky dory and, and that's not ex- true at all. They're you know, um some of the names they had for them were like Wicked Cannibal. Yeah. It was never nice. You know, it was like Harry, yeah, Harry Stinkface. Yeah, <laughs> evil, evil God of the Woods, evil. Cannibal Giant, the Cannibal Demon, and then just Cannibal. So that isn't exactly you know terms of endearment, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard they had, and, they had to make and, like treaties with them and things like that yeah, to keep on their yeah. side of the mountain. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So you know. I, I, I don't know what to think about all that either. You know, I, I, these things are definitely, I think, uh, uh, a nuisance at one time, and maybe we, we hunted them out to extinction or something, you know, and or at least uh, on the edge of it, and maybe they're just not making a comeback. Mm-hmm. Definitely and, couldn't, well, compete with the, they couldn't compete with the white devil. The right. <laughs> yeah. 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 The other two legged devil. Well, the old house. Yeah, and I, I think it's, yeah, and I think the fact that these things are seen all over the world, you know, you know, holds you know holds credence. You know, it, it, it again is validation that these things exist. You know, you know the Yeti's got to be the Yeti's yeah. got to be real up in the mountains. Yeah, I think that you know, it's like I said, people that are that are reporting this. I mean, yeah, you have your you know your your kooks here and there, but overall, man, it's just like normal people like me and you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've talked to so many hunters who are like, I'll never go back in the woods again, you know? And, and or, uh, uh, I, I know a surgeon that moved here to Texas to research these creatures. He was a freaking surgeon, you know, because he want, cause he knew that they were here and he had a sighting, you know, when he was a kid. And so he wound up moving here just, uh, because he wanted to go and check it out. Yeah. I had this guy on my show yeah. that saw one kill a deer with its hands in the 80s. Right. Yeah. Just snapped oh, its wow. neck like a chicken. Like, how do you? He goes, yeah, and just walked off and kind of looked in his direction as he walked, doing that Patterson yeah. eyeball. Right. You know, um, that's one of the things I'm going to do on TikTok is tell my stories that have been told to me, you know, and, and that's what I'm going to start doing on, on TikTok. But I talked to a guy named Larry when he was a kid. So like up in uh, like the Dallas-Fort Worth area, more to the west, uh, is a place called Possum Kingdom. And that's where he lived at as a, as a kid. And he was out fishing late at night. You know, and uh, he's a little bit older than me. He's probably, he's probably close to 65 now. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, you know, 15 years older than me at least. So when he was a kid, you know, different time and he could go out and fish anytime he wanted to you know uh, he said he was late at night told his mom hey i'm gonna go fishing she said okay just be careful you know he went out and he was actually like a little cove area where he was at he said man these deer come running out and instead of running around the cove he said they ran straight to the water right he goes which is very rare or sort he had never seen them do that um he said they ran straight to the water and he's and he's sitting down. There's like a little dock out there, and he's sitting down and he's watching them. He's like, "What the hell are they running from?" You know. Um, he sees this creature come out on all fours, running like a big ape, and grabs one deer 
by the hind legs and he says it just snaps him. He said he 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 heard him snap the hind legs snap, and another one came out and was trying to block the you know the deer. He was standing like that with his arms out, you know, trying to like to corral mm. the deer. And when that second one came out, he stood up. Uh, that guy Larry, he's he stood up, and when he stood up, the one with his arms sticking out saw him and he stopped and he looked over there at him and the other one who had broke the deer's hind legs turned around and looked see where he was looking at and they both saw him and at this point that that deer was on the ground you know bleeding out you know and trying to get away with his front legs but he couldn't get no traction probably hollering ah. yeah right yeah exactly and he said that he picked him up under his arm and he says it looked like he grabbed it by his neck because it then at that point it just stopped screaming and he said they they had him under they had that deer under his arm and looked over there at him at the dock one more time and just walked off and didn't worry about the other deer. So the yeah. this surgeon was, this surgeon saw that as a child. Like how old was he? No, 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 no. That wasn't the surgeon. Mm-hmm. This was somebody else. Yeah. Still, yeah, that, the surgeon. I, that's substantial. I, yeah, I think he. Yeah. And then uh, Larry, as he was older, he was in Colorado, and he was hunting bear. He shot this bear. It was a black bear. He killed it, um, walked over there through it, put another bullet in it to make sure it was dead, took a picture of it, rode back to camp to get his, his hunting buddies to help him load this thing up. When he came back, the bear was gone. And uh, he was telling his friends, man, this I shot this bear. And he was showing them the picture. He goes, look, you know, this bear's dead, you know. And, and then he said he looked around and he said you could see these impressions on the ground they're like footprints and the other guys were kind of making fun of him and but one of them was kind of like hey put him to the side and goes dude i believe you you know i, I think mm-hmm. you know i believe in these creatures and so the next day uh, larry goes out he's going up this hill the steep hill and he says as he's getting up he hears something walking up ahead of him and he looks up that hill and over the hill here comes that another one and he says it's looking at him and it sees him it's just rocking back and forth and it's, he said it's kind of like tilting his head side to side looking at him and it just it turns around and it walks away but as it walks away it lets out this big long whoop you know and he says the only thing he could think of is because he had that net over his face that mm-hmm. camouflage netting so he couldn't really see him and he was probably trying to figure you know what was larry's uh, what was Larry probably, and Bobby? He, he just couldn't see Larry to really figure out what was he thinking, you know. But uh, Larry goes, "Dude, he goes, I'm not gonna lie to you. He goes, I, I, I peed on myself when that happened." <laughs> Imagine so. I don't know how yeah, and it, it'd feel if I saw one. I don't know. Yeah. I guess it'd be the equivalent to seeing a ghost for at some aspect. Well, I have my paranormal experiences, and I've seen shadows, uh, figures. I saw a shadow figure right there next to my bed when I woke up, and then I saw this smoky figure one day walk across my living room. My kids have all seen these these uh, entities in the house too, and um, it didn't freak us out at all. I, I, well, it was unnerving, but it didn't like scare us, you know, to that degree. I don't want to know how it feel in my house now. If I was somewhere like Waverly Hills, yeah. That'd yeah. be kind of cool. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want it in my house. Yeah. I really don't want it any place I'm regular. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe I'd say that. Maybe I do want it there. Maybe that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't see it as scary. I, I think, um, 
I think a lot of that stuff is in people's heads mm-hmm. when they talk about, you know, that how terrifying it was. I'm not again. Again, I'm not going to tell anybody it wasn't terrifying for them, but I just don't think that. I think if something wanted to hurt you, it would hurt you. Yeah. If you break it down, it's really not scary because nothing really happens other than you seeing right. something that's not supposed right. to be there that you've been right. led your whole life to say you're supposed to be scared of, but you're not. Now, have you ever had any? Have you ever had a, a, a Sasquatch experience, like seen one or anything, other than the fit? Not like full on, but I've seen like the flashes of fur, the flashes, you know, mm-hmm. of uh, uh, shadows. Uh, so, the best experience that I ever had, um, we were all sitting around the camp. It was me, Shane, the guy that gave me the the footprint mm-hmm. uh, that I showed you. It was me, Shane, and my friend Armando. I mentioned him earlier. He passed away last year. Uh, but it was us three sitting at a camp, and um, it's not like at a campsite. Campsite is primitive camping. Um, but Armando kind of parked close to the camp, as close as he could get. And but he was like under a tree, but like on the edge of the branches. And we heard his truck get hit. Something hit his truck hmm. for sure. It was absolutely something hit his truck. But it sounded like something hit it from the side. It didn't sound like anything fell on top of it. You know. Uh, but we went and we got our flashlights together and our pistols together and we went around his truck and we looked. We couldn't find anything on top of his truck or in the bed or even on the ground. Uh, we looked all the way around it. And then maybe 200 feet across from where he parked, there's a big pond. So he goes, let's go walk to the pond. Goes, Man, it's it, you know, out in the forest. It's dark as hell. You can't hardly see mm-hmm. anything. But Armando had this flashlight. It lit up half the forest. And... Uh, he was a big military guy. He was he was he did like twenty years in the military and lots of combat experience. Good, good, good guy, man. I love him so much. And he got the biggest flashlight of his, and he started from the right and was going to the left of that pond. And when he got about halfway, these two big hairy legs jumped out of that light when the light got to it. Like, oh shit, you know, that's the impression I got. And that was mm. like the best thing that I've seen. But it was clear as day. It was big, brown, hairy. Um, and then in that same area, uh, maybe about a year and a half ago, me and my friend Walter, uh, he's the one that had the encounter out in the same where the area where we go out to now. That was mm-hmm. that, I always call that Walter's area. Um, the Walter. So we were in that, yeah. <laughs> so we were out in that area one night, and man, we were hearing snapping howls and screams um we were hearing the branches like shaking you know uh and we were like i ain't gonna lie we were kind of scared right and i was like finally i thought dude get the recorders we need to record all this that's going on and he's like okay okay so we, he goes to this truck and he opened it's just kind of a funny story and so i'm standing there and i got this little flashlight i'm trying to look around and again it's out in the primitive camp you know we're primitive camping so we don't have any campers around us. And I had the flashlight. And I'm trying to find it where the noise is coming from. And and then I remembered, let me go get my recorder, too. That It's in his truck. So I walk over there behind him, and I'm waiting for him to move. And when he turns around, I'm standing right there. And, man, he about <laughs> pooped a brick, man. Ah, he's got, he got all scared. And, <laughs> but uh, I grabbed my recorder. By the time we got our recorders out, everything had stopped, right? But he kind of walked towards the back of the camp, and I was in the front. And I'm looking across at this pond, and there's like this little opening, and I saw something go across on the other side, and it was a dark figure, but it was vertical, it was upright. 
And I thought, well, maybe it was just Walter's shadow, even though this is like way too far to cast a shadow because we had those little lanterns in our camp. Mm -hmm. There was a little bitty small ones and they didn't light up anything past the camp really. But I, you know, I told Walter, say, hey, come walk back this way. So he walked back this way and there was nothing there, you know, so. Is there any common and, uh, terrain you look for when it comes to that kind of area? Like I know some people say like, always near water. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Water. Uh, I always look around the water, but I always try to look for um, anywhere for us to camp with a depression. If there's a depression or like a bowl, we like to camp there. You know, so we look at the top, you know, the topo maps. Mm -hmm. That's probably the best thing we, you know, you can do is try to find a depression because I think they like the high ground. That's what I think. You know, and it, it, uh, that's what Armando taught me, you know, being a big military guy. He told me, you know, that's what you want to do, you know, because people talk about how they move so stealthily and almost tactfully, you know, and uh, almost like a military, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like the military would, would move. And so that's what that that's where I got that from was from uh, Armando. Anywhere I go camping, I try to look for the low spot. So you camp in the low spot just so they think you're uh, they're they're a yeah. advantage over you. Yeah, maybe get the high ground. Yeah. So you put you make yourself or, the bait. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah, yeah. We do that. You know, I don't. You know, for lack there, for lack of a better term. In, in, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, but it's true in, in some sense. You know, uh, there are people that have come up missing in the San Houston. You know, so. But that makes sense. Uh, yeah. 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 And um, so that's what I like to do. And that's what I like to, you know, I'm, tr I'm trying to, like to skew my, our, my family takes these big vacations. Usually every year we missed last year for some reason, but I'm trying to petition for next year to go to Mount Rainier oh, area. Nice. Cause we went to the outer banks this year on the Atlantic ocean, kind of the marshy area. Mm -hmm. And right. I just, we did a bunch of outdoorsy stuff and not touristy stuff. Yeah. And like, I guess like, I don't want to do any kind of tourist crap ever again. I just want to find the wooded area and do like a crazy, crazy tour of it. Like we kayaked that alligator national refuge. I was like, this yeah. is the funnest thing I've done in years. Right. So I think going to Mount yeah. Rainier and doing some, maybe not camping there, but doing some, something fun. Right. Like I want to go out well, there. Well, you know, my, uh, uh, one of my real good friends, he was out there at Mount Rainier, and he was at one of those resorts they have out there, and he had just left the gift sh uh, shop, so he wasn't very far from like uh, where the public kind of hangs out, mm -hmm. right? And they park their cars and stuff, uh, and he they were walking on foot to the trailhead when they when they saw one of these creatures, and uh, he got a really good look at it with his monocular. <laughs> Because, uh, you know, they they saw it, you know, peeping out around the tree, him and his son. Like I said, it, it was him and his son. And uh, he, he got his binocular and he was looking at it. And he told his son, here, see what you see. And he goes, yeah, hey, you know, they're real. They're real. He said he could see the lines in the, the forehead, you know. And, uh, and so, yeah, that was, that was there in Mount Rainier. That'd be pretty cool. I've, I've got a guy who always trolls my Facebook posts. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he's lonely or super smart or... Not to, for lack of a better term, on the spectrum. But he's from Willow Creek, like lives in Willow Creek. Okay. And I told him, I said, dude, stop fucking with me and just become my correspondent. I'm like, I'm yeah. not trying to attack you. <laughs> I, want you I want you to be my Willow Creek correspondent. And he's like, 
no man, too woo-woo for me. I'm like, you're the one on these Bigfoot pages. First of all, you're on right. every Bigfoot page. Right. So who's woo-woo? Right. Yeah, yeah, but you know, they're just people like that, I guess. Trolls don't Jeez. have anything else better to do. So. Poor guy, bless his heart. But uh, I'm like, man, stop being this way. Like, I'm not going to stop posting. And the more you post, the more my thing's boosted. So I'm not going to stop talking to you. Yeah. Let's let's come to a symbiotic relationship and you be my Willow Creek. Yeah, really? Yeah. Because I'm going to respond yeah, every time anytime anybody says something to me on Facebook because it, right. it makes the post get posted again. I mean, yeah. come on, man. You're doing me a favor. Yeah, it's, it's like, uh, on, like on TikTok. I'll get into arguments with people on TikTok and it's like, I don't care. Keep on, keep on liking my stuff or going to my page, giving me all those, you know, increase my algorithm. I don't care. You know, well, I will try to, I'll try to almost like lose the argument. So they think they're winning and just attack harder. Like you're just increasing my algorithm, man. Like I don't, right. I don't have to win. The more you talk, the more I do win. Exactly. Yeah. Poor little yeah. fella. It's not going to hurt me at all. But, uh, then he asked how much I'd pay so him to do it. I'm like, okay, I'm not paying you. <laughs> Really? Like you're the one who lives in Willow Creek, not me. Dude, if I lived out there, I'd be out in the woods all the time. I need to finish that movie. Yeah, yeah it's a pretty good movie. Pretty good movie. I need to finish that. I need uh, to finish Primal Rage. I don't think I've ever seen Primal Rage. That's the one with the Gugway. It's wearing the wood mask. Hmm. Willow Creek is the one made by Bobcat Goldthwait. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I've seen that one and yeah. I liked it. It was it was actually really good. I think it was done really well f- for the type of movie it was because I'm no nobody I know or hang out with other than one person likes the found footage thing. I think it's kind right. of, I think it's kind of a fun garbage kind of movie, trashy. It's like my rom com. It's, like it's like my men's yeah. version of rom coms, just bad a bad genre in general, but that's a good one. Yeah. 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 yeah I didn't like the Blair Witch. Uh, and I remember how big of a deal it was and how everybody was like, oh, my God, it's so scary. And so, like, it was me and some friends. We all went, you know, <laughs> we we're like, we're going to go this movie and get the hell scared out of us, right? And yeah. we were like, nope, this was kind of a dumb movie. <laughs> I didn't like it when I first saw it back in the 90s, but I watched it about five years ago and liked actually liked it because I got to sit down. But the first time I saw it in theaters, I was like, what is this crap? This is the right. dumbest thing ever. Yeah. It never started. The movie never started. It was just them in the woods. Yeah. At the same time, I love Cloverfield. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like Cloverfield. And I just watched the Cloverfield Paradox and 10 Cloverfield Lane last week. Mm-hmm. I, they're, they're supposed to be coming out with a full, a full, uh, full featured sequel to it. That, oh, really? that explains it all, but I've been hearing that for 10 years. Right. When it come out, 2008, I've been hearing that since then. And all they've given us is these J.J. Uh, Abrams version of Twilight Zone movies every five or six years. Right. It's always doing this. So do you have repurposing scripts? Sorry. No, I was going to ask, do, do you have any plans on doing any other paranormal uh, investigations? I do. Um, in my efforts to get all the guests I could, I started just trolling the heck out of Tennessee haunting group, haunted Tennessee group on Facebook. And man, did you hear that firework? I think we're taking incoming. <laughs> Golly. Anyway. Uh, yeah. And a bunch of people in Southern Tennessee, middle Tennessee all have, uh, like home, home, uh, 
home field hauntings like hospitals and jails. And I don't know if I don't know if you do a lot of stuff with the paranormal society people, but it seems like every paranormal society or ghost hunting group has their home pay, has their home base. Like I said, right. either a hospital or a jail or an old school or an old uh, abandoned house or something like I got invited to a bunch of them. It's basically I can invite myself anytime I want to, to be honest. I just yeah. got to wedge it. But so I, but I do count on, I do plan on doing some. Right. It's just a hundred degrees yeah, right I'm, now and I'm, and it's copperheads are everywhere. Oh yeah. That's why I stay out of the woods and <laughs> in, in here. Cause it's, yeah, you're in Texas, you know, everywhere, man, dude, I cannot even tell you how many times we've almost stepped on mm-hmm. snakes. You know, uh, Walter was standing, he went out to this uh, one area of the wood and he's standing there and he's looking around. Right. And I just him go, whoa, like that. I'm like, what's going on? He goes, dude, I walked over here and I'm standing here now. He goes, he stood there for like three or four minutes. And when he looked down, there was this, uh, a copperhead right there at his, mm-hmm. at his feet. That he didn't even pay attention to. And then my friend Sean, we're walking through the creek. Uh, and he walked up on two on, on two copperheads having relations. Mm, they're wrapped up then, like a big boat yeah. rope. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And we've, we, I mean, we've seen them scurry away from us, you know, so. And then on top of that, you had the ticks, and I and I don't like messing with ticks. Oh yeah, do you know who Robin McCray is? The Bigfoot lady, the forest people. I think so. The name certainly sounds familiar. She's real big in this world. She's real big in this world. Uh, Robin McCray. She's on all these podcasts. But her husband, I had him on Friday night, and he said, "You know, we don't go in the woods often because there's too many damn snakes around here." He goes, "We're from Michigan, but this is ridiculous." <laughs> he goes, I've never seen yeah. every snake is venomous. Like, yeah, man. He's he's in South Carolina from Michigan. Okay. I thought it was funny. Yeah, and and, the, and contrary to popular belief, man, these things don't just hang out on the ground. They will be in the bushes. Mm-hmm. And they it, will be in the brush. In trees yeah. and in the water. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've walked by a bush and when I walked by it, Ernie was behind me and he's like, Hey Joe. And I'm like, hey, what's up? He goes, Look, and he was he pointed right where I passed, and there was a damn water marks in, in the bush where mm. I just walked right by it. And I was like, holy. That's the one thing when you're, when you're paddling in the creeks, they'll fall out of these trees right next to you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. I was, so, like, now I always look. But even, like, before that event, I'd never, like, messed around, like, around the banks underneath some trees because I was always afraid of a snake falling out. I just, you just got to erase it from your mind. I'm scared to death of them. I just can't think about it. I ha- I wouldn't have any joy in life if I did. They're everywhere. It's like being in Australia. It's living in the South. Yeah. Oh, I would have wanted to live in Australia. Yeah. Everything there is trying to kill you. I would say it's a good thing we don't have alligators here, but we do. Now that they've started forcing the swamps out with all these McMansions. Yeah, we we've got uh, yeah we've got quite a bit of gators here, man. And uh, they're some things things are everywhere. Even man, they you know they'll find their way into like the subdivisions, mm-hmm. you know, around the uh, the outer edges of, of, of the city. Sandra says her snakes will eat you. Yeah, they got those invasive uh, pythons, man. That ain't no fun. Plus, plus, Florida's got wild monkeys. Yeah, they got wild what monkeys. What the hell? Got... <laughs> Nobody wants to talk about that one. They always focus on the alligators yeah. and the pythons, but they got monkeys. And then iguanas are just tearing stuff up mm-hmm. over there too. Yeah, you could do some damage uh, with a 22 rifle and a scope in Florida, right? You, yeah. you could just have a crapshoot, everything, pew, pew, pew. 
Pegging iguanas, pythons in the head. Yeah, then we we got hogs down here. Did you guys have a lot of hogs? Not in North Alabama. Okay. Uh, you yeah, get we, south, it turns yeah. into Texas. South Alabama is basically Texas. Okay. Yeah, Texas is it's, it's crazy with hogs here. We no. had a woman killed last summer outside. She was outside in her backyard, and hogs killed her. I went to college in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and uh, there was wild hogs in that county. But I, I haven't frequented any counties farther south than that that often to know the extent. But apparently there's a bunch in south. Yeah. Because it turns in like south Georgia, south, Florida, uh, south Georgia, south Alabama, south Mississippi, the Panhandle and Louisiana are all like the same thing. It's flat and hogs, palmettos everywhere. They're basically the same terrain. You get to about Tallahassee or Gainesville, then it starts turning into swamps again. So, when are you going out again next uh, to the forest or the woods? Or, oh, let's see. Uh, you mean like in general or for paranormal purposes? Yeah. Uh, probably next weekend. We went to, uh, uh, Little River Canyon National Park, just a couple of uh, about an hour from our house here last just last week or Saturday. And a week before that, I went to Russell Cave National Park. That's in my hometown. The girls like going to see those and they get the little Junior Ranger badges. You do like a little quiz on the National Park and you get a free badge and you get sworn in. Oh, yeah, yeah. They love that shit. And uh, my, my mama wants to learn how to uh, kayak because we took her on that. Oh, really? We took her on that kayak adventure and she was just kind of just. And so I got a couple of I got a couple of nice kayaks. She wants me to take her out to the uh, Lake Gunnersville and paddle around. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That, as far as Sasquatching pretty- goes, I've I've had a plan for a long time to go out to the middle of uh, the woods and do the thing where I don't have a camera, I don't have a gun, I don't have a knife, and I just kind of sit there and meditate and talk and say, "Look, I'm." vulnerable up here i won't tell anybody i see you just walk by look at me walk away and maybe it'll happen (laughs) and yeah and but since talking to people like you and other people in the last year the only place i have access to to do that just off the top of my head which is family land is up in the mountains we have a few acres up in the mountains where i hunted at growing up we don't have it's not near water or anything so i'm gonna have to think about that there is some bottom land that no one ever is except for 20 foot cottonmouths. So I'm pretty sure I can get out there with my, my nice kayak bass fishing kayak and uh, maybe try it there. And it's like a machete with you. Yeah. Um, and some off <laughs> some yeah. deep woods off, but it's like the back end. It's like the, basically the miniature Delta of the Tennessee river, a miniature Delta. Often we're all, we're about we're about a half a dozen creeks come together from where I live, and they all okay. they all feed into a great big creek to feed into the Tennessee River, and it's just it's probably a thousand acres of if if that's just a gross estimate, and no one's going to be out there. And there's islands out yeah. there that are about an acre or so big. No one's out there except during duck hunt, duck season. You can't just drive out there. <laughs> you almost got to have you a chainsaw. In a really good area. Yeah, this uh, where I'm at now is bottoms and wood, bottoms and mountains. There's no in between. 
And nothing's really too far to drive to, right? Mm -mm. In Jackson County, where I grew up, which is the next county over from where I'm at now, is uh, has the most caves per county in the world. Most, yeah, it's even every every piece of property has some kind of cave, and just big enough to stick your foot in, and maybe goes to a cavern the size of uh, uh, Empire State Building. You never know. Right. Yeah. Of a stadium, mm -hmm. you never, you never yeah. know what's down there. Like every, like you go into these, like even the place where I was talking about, I was going to go up in the mountains and look. You find all the coral and stuff up in there, and there'll be like a rock overhang, just random rock overhang on a bench, and you'll look, and there'll be, there'll be like a little cave. You'll see it, maybe the size of a car. You can see through the rocks. You don't know what's in there. I mean, it may not even be that big, but it's just a void, probably full of snakes right. and foxes. I'm not sticking yeah. my hand in it. What am I? Uh, what am I, Louisiana swamp men? Shoot them. Yeah. Turtle man. Yeah, that's stupid. I've been called a redneck before, but I ain't that crazy. I still use a hook and a line. Great. I am not noodling. No, sir. So you never had any kind of uh, strange uh, UFO or experience you ever see anything strange flying around i swore that i saw a ufo one time when i was about 12. i don't know okay. i think it was probably shooting star but i saw like a little orange dot appear and go away i do spend a lot of time looking at uh i spend a lot of time looking at the uh space station when it comes over because we're living in huntsville the rocket city okay and i got oh, i got like a little campfire out in the backyard and we i, I watch satellites since we Never, never seen UFO stuff though. I've talked to uh, a ton of people that have. Yeah. Some are serious. Some are crazy. Woo woo. This is this is what <laughs> I saw, like just from the bottom only. Just around this. Oh, okay. I see it now. Yeah. So what am I looking That's at? That's what I saw. Yeah. Where was it? Like and in your backyard? A, no, it was in. Uh, we were in Galveston fishing. Mean another gentleman. So I, I put the stars in the background. Oh, okay. I see. Yeah, it now. It looked like. Yeah. It looked like something off Lost for a second. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we saw. Ooh. Yeah. He 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 was standing like I don't know 40, 50 feet to my right, and he's like, "Hey, Joe, look up there." And we and I looked up there. There wasn't a cloud in the sky that night. It was a full moon. Quiet. This thing went right above us. Yeah. Very quiet. Very smooth. Very very slow. And. uh it took a while for it to get out of sight. They don't tell how many things go over when it's dark like that that you can't see. Because because you because you start getting into that when it's just moonlight and no there's no light pollution, that's a different uh, different world than what our species is used to nowadays. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Especially if you're not making any noise, you're not gonna really look up. I do. I do think the triangle thing everybody was seeing a few years ago, or decades, years, was uh, government. Yeah, my daughter actually saw one of those things, and she drew a picture for me uh, of what she saw, and then she saw that maybe, man, ten, twelve years ago, probably closer to twelve. She was maybe fifteen at the time. She was the one that's going to turn twenty-seven, and she was. Uh, she was going to uh, Raymondville, Texas, which is in South Texas, mm -hmm. and she said she she was sitting in the back seat, and uh, 
she looked out the window and she saw some lights and she thought that it was uh, her phone, uh, you know, reflecting off the, uh, the window. So she looked down at her, at, at her lap and when she looked down at her lap, her phone was facing down and it was off. And when she looked back up at it, that it shot backwards in the opposite direction. She said, but the way it moved was like it was uh, like skipping and not flying. Mm -hmm. You know, like like it was like like it kind of skipped along, but she said it happened so fast and so quick. She said it actually reminded her of that movie Jumper, where that kid could oh, teleport. Yeah. yeah, she said that's what it reminded her of the way it moved. With, uh, yeah, she saw that. Lawrence and, Fishburne. Uh, was it Samuel L. Jackson? Samuel L. Jackson and, and, and the kid that played Anakin, right? Yeah. For Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah Jumper. Right that was a good one. That. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, man, I like that movie a lot too. It was pretty good. Heck, I, as a matter of fact, I think I watched it not too long ago. But, uh, Every time on one of these, Siri comes up when I say the wrong thing. Yeah. <laughs> what can I help you with? Uh, not scaring the shit out of me. <laughs> how about taking? Yeah, I know. I'd I let somewhere else. What was that? I said, how about taking your little AIS somewhere else? Yeah, really, shit. I'm getting uh. I got Jumper and that movie with Joseph Gordon Levitt mixed up. Um, when Bruce Willis his feature. Let's see, let's see it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, that's what she saw. You drew that? My daughter did. Wow, that's like the classic triangle. Yeah. And it was in Texas? Yeah, South Texas, yeah. Lower the light. Ah. I wonder what those things are because everybody sees them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're seen quite a bit. Yeah, there you go. That's much better. It makes you wonder. Yeah, like I, I kind of think those those have a higher probability of being government than anything. Right. Just because yeah. they have different colors on them. Yeah, and they have uh, uh, like edges or like grooves or whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it, like 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 down the middle. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think I think those are probably more man-made. Did you know Crypt? And I don't know what I saw. Cryptid five five nine from Fresno. Yeah, he's see, yeah, he's yeah, seen yeah, a couple yeah. of those. Yeah, I think he was on my show. Probably was. Yeah, I think he was. He was on mine, but I recorded it and haven't aired it yet. And okay, I have about I have about a dozen of people that are of that level that I haven't aired yet. I'm like, what am I doing with my life? I've got like, <laughs> I've, got like the, I've got the guy that runs Waverly Hills, and this show, I'm just sitting on it. But yeah, 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 he says he saw it going across the uh, whatever mountains there, Sierra Nevadas, back toward uh, mm -hmm. Area 51. That's yeah. kind of where I get my hypotheses that they're probably government. He, I think he said that too, but right. what were you saying about yours? Oh, no, I, I was saying, you know, uh, like the one that I saw too, uh, you know, I it it may have been uh you know man made but it was definitely uh around this craft that i had never seen before you know and who knows maybe it was one of the ones that that supposedly we had shot down or uh crash landed here what's more terrifying if we have that we don't know about it or something else that's what gets me yeah. the bob lazar thing that he said one of them was from uh an archaeological dig hmm. i could spend the rest of my life talking about that that's that's the most fast yeah. uh, that's the most fascinating thing, uh, an alien and an archaeological dig that means they were here a million years ago. 
But you know, some of the pictures that they've carved into the wood, uh, into the stone, mm -hmm. these, what, what are those, petrol? Petroglyphs. I think what they're called. Yeah. Um, they're certainly not, you know, anything that would, that was around at that time. You know, they look like it was something that was flying, you know. Uh, there's even one where it looked like someone is wearing an astronaut suit, you know, like a like a spacesuit with a helmet. Well, the, the Indian one where he's on that they're on that chair that's floating with with a fire below it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that'll get you. Uh, that'll get you going every time. Oh, we got Mendoza Felipe here. Yo, big dog. That's big dog. I don't want to spoil the new Indiana Jones, but it's kind of the same thing. Hmm. There's no aliens in this one, though. Thank God. That was weird. <laughs> like that yeah. that was uh and cool. and no shia labeouf just for anybody that was on the fence yeah. about whether they're gonna see it or not it will not be shia it's not there yeah. and they do explain them away okay cool. <laughs> okay in case anybody was in case anybody was on the fence about that it's a real good movie okay. oh well i'm glad you said it was real good because i heard somebody say that it was a waste of their their, their time no it wasn't a waste oh. it I'll, I'll I'll be the first to say if something was uh, fan service or not or a money grab, and it was it was done pretty well. Is there any movie that that is popular that that uh, you don't like? I'm about to piss off. I don't like the Goonies. Really? And he, We're closing this show right now, ladies and gentlemen. We're getting he, off the show. Hear me out, <laughs> Joe. Hear me out, okay. Joseph. Okay. Joseph De La Hoya. Hear me out. The Goonies <laughs> is a sequel to a movie that was never released. Really? And that's my problem with it. Now, the now Goonies itself, great movie. Lots of things. One-Eyed Willie. You got the uh -huh. you got the white trash people from Peach Dragon making an appearance. Okay. <laughs> but I get so frustrated at the Goonies when I watch it now as an adult because I went a few years and didn't see it. And like I told you, I went to film school. And so I learned how to critique movies. I watch them in a different way than other people. Like I'll, I'll look at the screen and see everything around the main character, especially if I've seen it before. I'll take all this in. Right. And the Goonies, the Goonies is a sequel. And I'm like, they expect us to know, first of all, what 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 is a Goonie? And why do they have them, their own mantra? Mm -hmm. And we're basically forced down our throat the uh, truffle shuffle and why that's funny. We don't know why that's funny. We just think it is because it's been 30 years of getting told that truffle shuffle's funny. That's <laughs> why so I get I get in. Goonies never die. I'm like, but what's a goonie? Why don't they ever die? I'd like to see some backstory on the the criminal gang and why they have that immaculate Marty McFly level uh, Jeep Cherokee. You know, Marty McFly had the immaculate uh, Toyota pickup, and they had the Jeep Cherokee right. that's immaculate. But they're right. both equal in my opinion. Right. I think it's funny. I'll start a fight in a minute. If I'm around some people drinking. And I know that it might be a guy. I said, man, the Goonies is a stupid movie, man. That was a sequel. I'll I'll, I'll tell you something, a, a movie that I don't like, and people do get upset about it, that I, and that's Deadpool. Deadpool? Yeah, it's a... I not like Deadpool. I think it's way overrated. It's it's kind of a hard one for me to watch, too. Is it? I can't get... I've watched it about four times, and I have to, like, piece it out. I do think I the part with the little time. legs are funny, though. I, I can't do it. I didn't even watch the second one. Because just even even the previews made me cringe. Yeah, it's got a it's got a bit of a 
it kind of goes to see it be as dirty as it can be. Yeah. <laughs> the Goonies. Me and my wife get in fights about that all the time. You have to like the Goonies. <laughs> I don't have to like you. I love the Goonies. I I mean it's it's not a bad movie in all honesty. I've watched it a bunch. But I always think I'm like the first 30 minutes to me, I'm always just like, how do we know these people? Like, there's a whole backstory we know nothing about. Why are they being foreclosed on? Who's this mom? Why is that <laughs> why is that woman Spanish for no right. reason? Why is Corey Feldman here? Hmm. And uh who's the other one? Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. Why didn't he just leave that guy in the desert? He would have lived through the whole movie. Wait, that was that was no country for old men. No. Oh, I like that movie. That, <laughs> that was a great movie. one. Somebody said that the uh this older guy I worked with used to say that Tommy Lee Jones and the the, ma- the main protagonist in that movie were the same thing. It was just a uh, split personality. I'm like, no, that, hmm. that was not it. You missed the entire point. Right. Yeah, but I like that movie. It was good. Oh, yeah. Classic. The movie that I like that yeah. no one else likes is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I think that movie changed my life. Really? I love that movie. Plus, I like the Big Lebowski, so it's kind of like Big Lebowski 2.0. Yeah. Yeah. I love the big. I love the Big Lebowski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it probably, it's probably I, one of my favorites. Watching, yeah, I was, I was watching it on uh, not the whole movie, but like different parts on YouTube mm-hmm. the other the other day. Yeah, I would say it's in the top three at least easily, depending on my mood. If not the if not As the top one. Fact, what I was watching was the conspiracy about the guy. I can't remember his name, but he's Adam Sandler's friend. Comes out on his movies, got the crazy eyes, and uh, uh, in that one movie where he got the black foot, was it Ben Stiller? He's... Or not Ben Stiller, no, Rob no. Schneider? Yeah, no. He has he has a jacked up teeth. He was in Armageddon. Oh, you're talking also, about you're talking about was... the guy that played uh, the Jesus? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. They were saying that, that that that's the same because he was on Con Air. Yeah, he was the one with the that they had all tied up and stuff. Steve Buscemi. Jacket. Yeah, they were saying that his character was the same character in uh, the Big Lebowski. Yeah, I've heard movie. of that one before. Yeah. That he got away. Yeah, Donnie. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, was he? Yeah, I like watching stuff like that too. Was he the one with the black foot and? No, 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 no. Adam Sadler was. Yeah, I was like. Indeed. I was like, what's wrong with you? (laughs) (laughs) Donnie. Donnie who loved the Pacific Ocean. That's why I love anything with uh, John Goodman in it. Because he's he's, uh, from Big Lebowski. And he does the... uh, He plays Big Dan in uh, Uh, Oh Brother Brother Art Thou. And he plays uh, Eli Eli Gemstone in The Righteous Gemstone, which is my new favorite show. Mm-hmm. Or recent from from and Eli Gemstone are where I'm at right now. From is the best new show no one's watching, and I challenge everyone to finish season one and two this weekend. Huh. That's such a good show. It's Lost and The Walking Dead all in the same show. What what uh, what's it on? I don't know. I watch it on the high seas. The pirate. I think I think okay. season one's on Amazon though. It's on a weird one. It's season one is definitely on Amazon. Season two is not. Let me see how to watch from. Oh, MGM Plus, which yeah, I don't know. 
I don't know who would have MGM Plus, but that's where it's at. Season one is on Amazon. I think you may be able to buy season two on, or maybe get like a week, week or a month free trial to MGM on Amazon. All right. But I just pirated season two. Pirate. Like, don't make me, like, I'll, I'll, if, if you put it on the streaming services, I'll watch it, but don't make me have to hunt for it. Cause I won't, I'll just go get it. Yeah. I'll just go get it. <laughs> Let's stop. I'm, I'm hoping these days of every, every, uh, every uh, channel having its own $20 a month service is coming to an end. Cause I can't do it. I got four things, two of which are offered by my internet and cell phone provider. And I'm not getting anything yeah. else. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I do it too. I'm not. Uh, I'm not buying anything else. Those days are done. I got rid of cable to save money, not spend more. Yeah, really. Same here. Yeah, I, I don't think I've had cable in six years. It's been. I haven't missed it. I haven't missed it once. So um, you mentioned you were in communications. Do you have a a ham radio license? No, I have a CB handle, but not a ham radio okay. license. I would like okay. to. I think it'd be kind of cool to have, yeah. but I just don't. Uh, I never went down that road. They made it. Yeah. They made it easier, yeah, daughter, didn't they? Yeah, it's a little easier. I think my daughter just got two radios in yesterday, and uh, so she wants me to get her license because she's going to get hers. So I might. Jeez, I might do that. What the? Sandra said her cable's two hundred a month, and I'm not doing that. Two hundred a month. Yeah. Forget that. Yeah, ham seems fun. I think it'd be something yeah. cool to have just to. Uh, in case of emergencies, I don't know if I'd ride around like some of these guys with seven antennas on their car, right? With their uh, uh, call letters as their, as their license plate, right? Maybe in the event of a after, and it just seems like something you would don't, I would only need, 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 maybe once in my life, ever. Yeah, yeah. Like we had a week long power outage twelve years ago because of tornadoes. Might have been oh, wow. might have been useful then. Don't know. Other than that. that was... well, cool, man. Well, we're coming up on our hour and thirty minute mark. I feel here, very man. selfish for that. No, nah, don't man. Because I did not it's stop. I haven't time. even checked up. Uh, now nah, you're good, man. You're good. Um, once you give out your content information, your whatever channels and pages and social media platform that you have. Yeah, man. Okay. So I am, uh, I am Bobby Dizzle, which is my professional handle, like Conway Tweedy, Bobby Dizzle. Um, my podcast formerly, formerly known as the Bobby Dizzle podcast. It has niched down to the caffeinated cryptid with Bobby Dizzle, but you can find everything. It's always going to be available on bobbydizzle.com. Sounds like it's spelled bobbydizzle.com. Uh, everything's still there. I haven't renamed anything yet other than my YouTube channel and my RSS feed for the iTunes, but I'm available on iTunes and uh, Spotify, Google podcast, YouTube, of course, and it's all available there on my website. Like I said, bobbydizzle.com. And uh, yeah, you can hit me up there and I put out uh, episodes every Sunday and midweek. Usually it's Thursday, but if somebody's not available on Thursday, but it can be available on Wednesday or Friday, I just make it that that week's episode. I do mostly uh, mostly Bigfoot and any kind of science and other aspects of the paranormal. If I can get a paleontologist on, I'll do it because I think uh, I think that kind of science is just as much relevant to the cryptid discussion as anything else. 
because what if they're in the fossil yeah. record we just don't know it plus it's fun i mean technically a di dinosaur could be a cryptid they're kind of yeah. like the well, yeah. great grandfather of cryptids yeah well you know i talked to a friend of mine uh i used to work with when i lived outside of san antonio and uh he was telling me that his uh mother was from south america and when she was growing up they would tell him not to go down by the river by themselves because there was a dinosaur down there. <laughs> La Llorona. Now, whether or not it was there to scare them or not, I don't know, but, you know. Yeah. <laughs> La Llorona. Down by the ditch. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. And I'm I'm always at bobbydizzle.com. I'm going to have, uh, once I figure out how to make this show pop off and get, you know, become a career, hopefully. I've been putting a lot of rosaries into it to make this a career yep. someday. And once that figure out, I'm going to do other shows. I'm going to do history shows. I'm going to do a stand-up comedy review show where I tour the country and go to different mm -hmm. shows. And right. yeah, it's the Bobby Dizzle Podcast Network is what I call it. Okay. Kind of cool, full man. of my, yeah, kind of full of myself with my name, but whatever. What are you going to do? I start somewhere. But I was going to tell you too. I, I've got a friend of mine. He's a he's an anthropologist. He's actually a doctor mm -hmm. in anthropology. If you're interested, I'll, I'll hook you up with him. I am. I mean, it's. I think uh, I think as long as I stick to every aspect of the paranormal and then like real serious science, I will stay within my niche. Yeah, no, I think so. Well, cool. Beans, yeah, it's been man. fun. It's been real fun. Yeah. It's great having you on. I'm glad we were able to talk for all this time, you know, and, uh, you know, I appreciate everybody in the chat room too. your comments, you know, it's always fun to see you guys. Oh yeah. Had a couple of my friends pop in. I saw yeah. commenting. It's hard to get them hard to get them raised on Monday on Monday, but like, they get them up. Wake up guys. We got a show to do. <laughs> get up thanks sandra you're you've been cool mendoza yes yeah, thanks Sandra's always here so Brenda. I appreciate her. there's always a sandra and the, the world revolves around sandra yeah oh there's I hope you're not crazy sandra because only two sandras i know are crazy but hope you're not sandra if you are crazy <laughs> and want to stalk somebody uh bobbydizzle.com you can stalk me there tell your friends <laughs> you all go. the stalkers i can yeah. have there you go <laughs> Well, cool beans, man. Everybody, y'all guys have a good night. And uh, Bobby, it was great having you on. Oh, yeah. Just hold on real quick. 